Welcome to the Nixus Podcast. I am Melanie Nix, and today I am sitting with Keith from Nightfall. Hi, Keith. Hey, everybody. How you doing? How's it going? Good, you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. So what do you do in the band, Keith? So I am the founder of the project. I pretty much put together all of the music. Um, so I'm the orchestrator, I'm the arranger, composer, I do music, and most of the lyrics as well. So you're a big part of the big part of the project. We say band, but um, I learned today that Nightfall is a project. It's still a band for all intents and purposes, you know, because we do have multiple people that come in and play different instruments. So it's not just me doing everything. Like I've got Patrick, who pretty much does all the guitars and bass for me whenever we do something. So he and I get together and do all this. And then for the first uh, singles that we've done, D um, D Wolf, she's out of Italy. Um, she, I found her on Fiverr, and she has been my vocalist for those first three songs for collaboration purposes. Some amazing vocals that she has. Uh, yes. We were talking pre-show. I'm a big fan of Nightwish, and and I, I love the whole production. And you guys are in, in right. It fell right into my ear. Like as soon as I heard Musketeer, I think was my first one that I heard from you guys. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see myself rocking to this like every day. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I wanted to create music that I loved. That was the idea. I mean, you have to create something you love. If you don't love it, there's the lack of passion. You won't hear it through the music. Right. How was music introduced to you? So early on, um, my mother was very, very involved in like you know, church and stuff like that. So we did. I did like a little bit of choir when I was like six, seven, and then um, she enrolled me in violin classes um, when I was seven years old at the Thera Conservatory in Massachusetts in Lancaster. Um, so I did the Suzuki method. Um, I made it through three books of the Suzuki method. Um, and then I had an issue where the sound of the bow on the string when it was right next to my head started making me grind my teeth. So I could not continue with violin. But that's how it was introduced to me. Um, shortly thereafter, though, my grandfather uh, gave my mother a piano that she just had in the living room for years and years and years and I played it. So one day I just sat in front of it and I started hitting the keys and I taught myself how to play. And I've done that ever since. Very cool. Very cool. Violin. What an instrument. Yes. One of my favorites. I tried to play. I mean, I'm. Um I have the curse of wanting to play all instruments, and then when I start playing them, I'm like, oh, this is hard. No, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> That's, you know, I, I've, I've had that mentality multiple times. Once I learned the piano, though, uh, I had to teach myself guitar for this project because I didn't know if I was going to be able to find the guitar. So I literally, for the last couple of years, three or four years now, bought a guitar, and I started to forcing myself to learn how to play. So I do all the guitars on the demos that get sent out to all the people that work. But that took a lot. I mean, I was practicing like six, seven hours a day after work and stuff like that, just trying to get myself to a point where I was proficient. Um, and now I'm teaching myself the Irish King whistle. Okay. Okay. Well, they say, what, a thousand hours before you actually start mastering anything? So a thousand yep. hours, guys, make the make, make the map real quick. It's... uh. That's a very long it's a lot time of work. you master something. Practice yeah. makes perfect. Absolutely. Yes, practice makes perfect. I, I teach 
an hour a night, you know, on guitar. So it's you're not yep. going far with an hour a night, like. No. No, but that's what I tell my kids. Practice makes perfect, and they see me do all this stuff. So when they want to try to do something, they emulate, and that's that's part of my parenting thing. I I teach them this way. Well, I'm all up for music. You know, my kid's in band right now, and she wants to keep going in band. She's doing percussion, so we got mm-hmm. a drum set. Um, nice. I don't play drums, but we now have a drum set in the back building because it's not coming in the house. We're back building. Go over there to play. Bug the neighbors. Go learn. I bought an electric kit so that it's not as loud. Oh, there and it, it hooks right to my Mac, so when my oldest wants to come down and just like jam out on it, he can control the volume so it doesn't go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best thing to do. Maybe I'll do that next instead. Uh, but I got this one for free, so, you know, like, yeah. like here you right. go. Have fun. Practice. She's loving it. The two-year-old's loving it. So, I mean, music is in the family. Music has always been part of these kids' lives. So, Nightfall. Yep. Very, very um, nights. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds very, where, where does the inspiration come for the name? So, I've always had a fascination with the Arthurian stuff. So King Arthur, his Knights of the Round Table, the Code of Chivalry, all of that stuff has been something that, you know, has been in the the forefront of my mind. And I also have a huge history buff, and I love everything to do with the Crusades. I think that it was a crazy time in history. There was a lot of, you know, bad stuff, good stuff, you know, that happened during that time, but it's part of our history. So why not embrace it a little bit? And particularly, if you've ever watched the movie Kingdom of Heaven, with Orlando Bloom. Um, the character that he plays in that movie called Balian, he emulates the Hospitaller order. They don't actually call him that, but that he, the stuff that he does in that movie is basically the code of ethics that the Hospitallers had during the Crusades. You know, they, that, that's why we have the name Hospital that comes from that. During a battle or after a battle, they would not only nurse their own, but anybody that they fought that was wounded, they would nourish them. So they they had a really just cool code of ethics. And then they came out with the TV show called Nightfall. I was on like the History Channel, something like that, and it it ran for a couple of seasons. Well, I was like, you know, I want to do something based in, you know, this, the, the, you know, and I came up with like, you know, the the Knights Templar. I came up with all these different names, you know, originally. And then I kind of settled on Nightfall because the TV show just sounded cool. Um, I noticed that there were a couple of people that tried to use the name earlier on, but haven't really done anything with it, right? No one had it copyrighted or, or trademarked. So I bought a trademark, and I should actually hear about uh, that being completed here shortly for the name. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how it happened. It's just I took a whole bunch of names that had night in it, and it kind of went. Yeah, sometimes you have to kind of like go around in circles for a bit in your head and with ideas for you to come back to the first original idea and be like, no, I had it right. I had it right. This is this is what it should be. Um, right. Let's talk about your music. Um, we talked a little yeah. Night Wish before. We talked. Uh, how would you describe Nightfall? So Nightfall is a symphonic power metal project. However, it has some different influences that make it a little bit more unique. Like there's the very much the, the 80s influence in there. 
Yeah. Um, you haven't heard it yet, but there's also down the line, there's going to be a little bit of progressive and a little bit of like musicals. I'm going to do concepts. This, this first album is not going to be a concept, but eventually we're going to do like a concept EP surrounding the Crusades. That's going to be happening at some point. Um, so it's going to be almost in some cases very much like a theater show, like a musical. That's really cool. That's really cool. I, I like how you have so many ideas, so many projects. So, um, it, it opens up a lot. It's not, you're not cookie cut into a box. You're just like opening. Right. And with having like features, like you said, you found, uh, <clears throat> you found Dion Fiverr. So, uh, you being here in the U.S., I'm guessing. Yep. And her being in Italy, you said? Yep. It's cool though, like, that, we couldn't have done that before. The internet brought, like, that no. world of possibility to us, like. No, not even 10 years ago. Like, if, if you're going back even a decade, we wouldn't have been able to do what we are able to do now, straight up. Not at all, not at all. And I can see, like, I, I don't know if you've seen the Vox and Sticks. They actually do yeah, full shows. Completely virtual. They do full shows virtually. Like, how cool yeah. is that? Like, I mean, maybe that would be one solution for Nightfall would be to do virtual shows. That way you can have all your singers and sure. all your feature, you know? We bash the internet so much. We, we say so much bad thing about social media and about, you know, but at the same time, you look at the other side and it opened a world of possibility for artists, especially indie artists. Right. Well, just like everything, there's positives and negatives, right? So, and, and the being able to build a community like we have been over these last few months, that's one of the big positives of the social media and the internet and all that stuff. Some of the backlash and, you know, the, the algorithms and all that stuff, those are the negatives. <laughs> the, the, the Facebook algorithms are pretty crazy. They're pretty, um, even though you engage every day and you post, you'll get told to make better posts, make posts that people would engage with you. <laughs> okay, Facebook. Right. Don't you dare follow too many people. Right. No, it's like it's it's like that that meme that I put I, I shared the other day where um you know it's like okay you know follow people but don't follow too many people okay like people but don't like too many people it's it's a catch twenty two with that. <laughs> Gmail's the same way. I didn't know, but yesterday I was sitting there downloading music for the radio, and all of a sudden Gmail kicked me out, froze my account for twenty four hours. Oh, what? you've been doing too much activity on your account. We're afraid it's suspicious. <laughs> okay, okay, Gmail. You know, think about bank accounts, right? You know, when you're doing things that they think are suspicious, what do they do? They send you a message or if the app opens up saying, is this really you? Why can't they just do that? Right, right. You have a backup email, so why don't you just send right. an email in my backup one and say, hey, are you doing this? And it's not like I'm erasing anything. I'm just downloading. Yeah. Technology, see, good thing, bad things. We love it, but at the same time, we hate it. I do anyways. I was going to say, it's definitely a love-hate relationship. Um, inspiration. Okay. So, um, Thomas, you know, the, the keyboardist and, you know, producer, writer, you know, he does it all, right? I just discovered that band um, right around the year 2000. And I had, back in the old Napster and LimeWire, Kazaa, you know, back when everything was being downloaded and all that stuff, I came across a band called Stradivarius. And then there was a song that was mislabeled as a Stradivarius song that was Wishmaster from Nightwish. I heard that song and was like, what is this? This is not Stradivarius. So I figured out who it was, and I started downloading 
you know, the entire Wishmaster album at that point in time. Then when Century Child came out and they added Marco to the mix and stuff, and they got even more symphonic on that one, I was just hooked, you know, bless the child and, you know, Everdream, just all the songs that were on that album were just brilliant. And then of course they did a cover of Phantom of the Opera, which is my all time favorite musical. <laughs> so I was like, yes, this is my spirit band right now. And then in 2004, they came out with Once, which I, as far as I'm concerned, is probably one of the greatest albums ever written. Honestly, it's my favorite album. Ghost Love Score is my favorite song of all time. Um, I just absolutely loved it. And I also got to see them live with Taria in Ohio um, during the Once tour when they did the North American leg. And I got to actually spend several hours sitting on the floor of the hotel hallway with Marco and Thomas. That's really cool. Ever since then, I wanted to do symphonic metal. That's really cool to sit down with them and just talk and, you know, like get to pick their brains. Like I get to pick you guys' brains. Like it's, it's, it's fun to be able to sit with people that have the same passion to have. Right. Um, Night wish. Like that brings me back. Like you said, 2000. So I was like 18, something like that. Good old days. Yep. <laughs> but you know, night, yep. witch, lacuna coil, all of that, all of those bands within temptation. They toured. They toured at the time with another band that's since been lost to history, but um, it's a band called Lullacry. And they were not really symphonic, but they were like, you know, rock, but it was female-fronted. It was melodic rock. Um, I always loved them, too, but they haven't been a band in, like, you know, probably 12 years now. I haven't seen anything from them, but I I loved that. That It was such a fantastic show, and I traveled for that because, you know, I was in Massachusetts at the time. So I, I drove, like, 12 hours just to go see a Nightwood show. Wow. I mean, it's worth it. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but he's my idol. He's my idol. And, and a lot of the stuff that I do um, is based off of his music. And he also loves a lot of the composers that I love, you know, like Hans Zimmer, James Horner. You know, so I love film score as well. But we hear it. I mean, when we when we hear your music, we hear the... Um where you got inspired. Like, it doesn't sound like Nightwish. I, I think you guys have a pretty unique sound. Um, but you could see the inspiration. You could see the melodic. You could see the, I, I mean, I like I said, I was hooked right away. I listened to the, the, the band name caught my attention, first of all. And then I heard the song, which uh, we're going to play one of your songs in just a few minutes. It's not the one I heard first, but it's still amazing. Um, but uh, we'll play um, Waiting for You and then okay. come back and uh, we'll talk about it a little bit.
And we're back. We just listened to uh, Waiting for You. Let's talk about the song a bit. What inspired it? So my favorite decade in music would have to be the 80s. I love hair metal, hair bands and stuff like that. I just I fell in love with everything from Def Leppard to Winger to my favorite ones, Danger Danger. Nobody even remembers them half the time. But I love Danger Danger. Ted Poley's voice, like I used to rock out to Danger Danger in my car all the time in the 90s, even even during the grunge era. So and then my father-in-law was a huge fan, huge fan of, of Van Halen and, and you know, God rest his soul. Um, he passed away from cancer a few years back. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to create a very nostalgic, you know, 80s sounding like hairband age sounding song, a little bit modernized, but I also wanted to make sure that there was a riff in there that was complimentary of what Eddie Van Halen used to do. So I really just wanted to have that throwback. And I came up with the piano riff for Waiting for You, and it, and it reminded me of Van Halen's Right Now. So I was like, I'm, I'm, this, this is going to happen. I'm going to make this one. And, you know, I got Patrick involved in it, and he was like, bro, this is – I love this. <laughs> and then I showed it to Dee, and because uh, I wanted it to be a female vocalist. You know, you had some fun bands in the in the eighties like Lita Ford and, and had, uh, Vixen, and I absolutely adore them. And I I thought that you know, ladies in metal during the eighties, you know, and of course Doro from uh, Warlock as well. But the ladies in the eighties didn't get a lot of uh, a lot of love as much as you know the the hair bands did. So I wanted to use a female vocalist, and when I heard her voice. On some of the demos that she did, I was like, dang. I was like, this girl can sing, and she has a very unique voice. So I was like, this is the way I want to go. I want to go with this because nobody sounds like her. And that's how Waiting for You was born. Absolutely. She she does have a, a very special voice. A very It, it caught my ear right away. Uh, I didn't know Nightfall yep. led vocally by a female. So when the song started playing, I was yep. like, yeah, that's a girl. <laughs> that's cool. And yes, in the 80s, the girls didn't have any traction. Uh, I think in the 2000s is where the girls started really, especially in rock music, yes. doing more steps, like uh, with Temptation, yep. Lacuna Coil, Evanescence. All those girls started, you know, moving the things for us. And then we got into metal. Yep. And now it's it's a little more, I, I, I can't say that it's still, it's, it's not perfect. It's still not perfect because there are so many now, though. Like I love it because it's my favorite sound. I love it. You know, you've got um, some of, some of the newer ones that um, I absolutely adore is like Unleash the Archers. Love Britney's voice. She's fantastic. I love I love Bear Infinity. Is um, they're like Greek and Italian. Okay. Uh, they don't have a lot of traction. They don't have a lot of traction, but man, their album Butterfly Razor is amazing and they're about to release new music um they actually found some copies of their butterfly razor album recently and uh, posted it on their facebook and i was like <laughs> i'm buying it because <laughs> you can't get it out here you can't they, they, the only way you can find them is on streaming so i was like i want a physical copy of this one yeah absolutely it did nothing absolutely physical copy nothing exactly exactly I'm- and then you know you know, there's there's so many other uh, women that are doing stuff too that are just unknown. That's the problem. They're out there, but they're not getting enough traction still, which yeah. kind of makes me angry. There's another artist named Issa, and um, her uh, husband uh, does like all the 
production for her and all these other bands too and stuff. Um, but she just started it as like a fun project like 10 years ago. She's amazing. And it's, it's AOR. So it's like, it's like 80 style, like old school 80 style music. And she is absolutely amazing. I got, um, I bought a, uh, an entire like set of stuff from her. So she signed the album. She signed the poster and she wrote out lyrics for me and signed that as well. That's really cool. That's really cool. And, and those are not mainstream bands. You know what I mean? Like it, the, 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 I'm happy that the indie community is starting to help each other, that the community is getting bigger and we're crossing all those boundaries. Like instead of yeah. competing, we're helping each other now. Right. And, and what's cool is that some of those bands are signed now, but they're not, some of them are not signed to huge labels. The, the labels that are signing them are independent labels that are beginning to also moves in the world as well. So, like, right now is the best time to be an indie artist. Straight up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I started three years ago with music, like, seriously, mm-hmm. like, putting out music with my old band, Crossover. And even back then, it wasn't ready. The, the world wasn't ready for that indie community. The world wasn't... Right. Now, fast forward now, I started the podcast in January... January was quiet. February was quiet. Then March, I started hitting that follow train that sepsis started. Yep. And then it all, everything just, everybody was reaching out. Everybody was sharing. Everybody, I got like 800 followers in a month. Like, that was crazy. I've never seen numbers like that. Um, Now we're slowing down because... You know, now it's not just as easy as hey, hit follow. You know, you gotta reach out. You gotta, you gotta keep those. Um, you gotta keep the the, the the engagement flowing. Like you can't just yeah. expect people to follow you and share your stuff if you're not doing it yourself. So it's nice to see the community, right. like all helping each other out. I see you guys posting other bands all the time. I'm guessing yep. you run the social media because you're the we'll use mastermind by nightfall. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's exhausting, but yes, that's um, I, I will say that running social media is literally a job to itself. It is um, there's a lot to it. People don't realize it's exhausting. It really is. Um, but yes, I do the best that I can <laughs> with it, and I try my best to share as many bands as possible, but I also try to put out content and posts that are relatable, you know, and it's not just music related to some of it is like, for example, yellow for Giannis. Um, I have three children. The, the whole thing for that just hit me hard because realizing that there's this, you know, these few kids out there that have this disease that don't make it to 10 years old. Like what would I do if that was my kid? Right. Exactly. So, it just kind of broke my heart, but at the same time touched my soul. So I've been doing everything that I can, including donating my own money um, to the cause and stuff and, and trying to get the word out there so that we can try to do something to make, you know, the life of this little boy who's so sweet, sweet little boy, um, you know, his life better and help his parents and, and stuff. So that is something that I'm throwing my full weight behind. I think at this moment, parents are very appreciative. Um, you know, it's one thing when you have to go through um, your child being sick like that, which I don't even want to try to imagine one of mine, you know, being sick. Right. And um, 
I think it's important to support Yanis, but it's also important to support the parents. Right. <laughs> I think that's um, that's it's hard on them right now. Yes, it's something big. It's right hard now. on them. We're all there for them. We're all you know pushing for the cause. Uh, I'm offering CDs for anybody that will donate five dollars or more. I'll have two. I only have ten copies of these CDs made, um, single of a song that I wrote. And um, I'm offering two of them as a raffle. I know <coughs> other bands are doing the same thing. Um, Asphalt Jungle is doing a song called Yelling for yep. Yes. I'm on the first track. Yep. Um, cool. Took me in as third lead singer, I think, or all have a verse. Um, I mean, anything we can do. Anything. Right. And I, I, uh, I reached out to them and said, hey, if you need any, you know, crazy orchestra stuff that's what i do so <laughs> i'm happy to help out with that um i can't sing well i can sing but um i don't sing very well that's not my forte um it's, it's all the instrumentation so that's what i can offer for my help um eventually and the thing is is like the nightfall stuff isn't going to be coming out until like fall so i don't really have anything that i can offer you know to give away at this point at this point in time that'll come later but um, as of right now, being able to throw my support, and then I also donated personally um, to it as well. That's those are the two ways that I know how to support this right now. Um, you know, I'm ha- sharing need, to, need right need eyes. That's what they need the most is eyes on right. because Yanis is one of these kids. How many more? Right, I know it's extremely it's rare too. So they don't have like what what my wife and I were looking at is like the GoFundMe. I think was set up by one of Yanis's doctors or therapist or something along those lines. Um, so, you know, people are donating, which is good because that, that's going to help alleviate some of the, you know, the tough stuff that the parents have to go through. Um, but the other part of it is making sure that we are donating enough for the research part of it so that we can actually try and help these people who are afflicted by this, these children who are afflicted by this, um, and try to find a way to help them live a longer life. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think we're doing what we can, and it's by getting eyes on the cause. By Right, right now, it's just indie bands. It, right. It's us little guys in quotation marks, uh, you know. Uh, what if a big, you know, what if the big artists start doing something? Like, you know. Right. I mean, right. I'm thinking that what we're doing might grab somebody, might, you know. Like, I've been trying right. to tag people and just share whatever you guys. It, it's okay not to be able to donate. But share. Right. Share. But share. If you can't, if you can't donate, share because someone might be able to. And even if you can donate even just a few dollars, five dollars, whatever it might be, that's not going to break your bank either, right? But if you have a thousand people that do that, that makes a difference. Exactly. That's what I always say. Like a dollar, even a dollar or two. They don't, don't, that don't just whatever you can do. You can't donate. Just give your time. Yep. Every day. Just share. Go on yellow for Yanis. And just go on there. Um, Angela, Yanis's mom, posts all the time. You have boxes yep. of sticks that are doing stuff. Asheville Jungle, Anger Overdose, Nightfall. Uh, yep. We're all there. Uh, and it's beautiful to see the community getting together for this little boy. Right. Yeah. He deserves, he deserves a chance at life. At least he deserves to have the best life possible for the time yep. that he um, exactly. He's in and out of the hospital. He's always, but on the good days, you know, like it's important to be able to offer him the best days possible. The, right. The best quality of life. Exactly. Exactly. And support the parents because right. we, 
often forget, you know, oh, the kid, the kid, yes, but the parents. They also need your words of support. They need your, just go on, go share it and say, just give them something. Give them a word of hope. Give them some love. They're very thankful. I was going to say, being a you know being a parent it's it's a lot of work even even when you don't have you know a kid that is you know suffering like that right so you know just imagine the stress that goes into all of that and the fear the fear that goes into all of that because anything could happen at any point in time right you know so be kind that that's one of my mantras in life be kindness is just something that you don't see as much as you used to you know so I'm trying to preach that again to, you know, get people to realize that kindness truly goes a long way. And think about this from, you know, I believe in karma, right? So very heavily believe in karma. And the things that you do, the way that you emulate yourself in life will come back tenfold. So if you are kind, you will receive kindness. Absolutely. I believe in the same thing. I, I completely do. And then, it's just just very important to to be kind, like you said. It costs nothing. Exactly, it costs nothing to be kind. If you can't be kind, just pass. Don't say yeah. anything. Just pass over. Same thing on the internet. You know, we see a lot of stuff that we don't agree with. I mean, you don't need to comment. Just keep on scrolling. Just scroll past. You're done. Keep <laughs> on scrolling and get on to your business. <laughs> What's the plans for the coming months? So we've got a lot of stuff working. Um, right now I have three songs that are pretty much ready for vocals that are going to be going to my collaborators. Um, one of them is called, I've done some teasers for some of them. Um, one of them is uh, Starfall. Um, another one is The Hero Walks Alone. And the third one is War Cries. The music is pretty much done for that one. So now I'm getting it to the lead singer on that one. We're going to record all of the main vocals, and then I'm going to send it to everybody for that little fun thing that I've posted. We'll talk about that one in a second. But um, I would like to have the album fully done and out by the end of the year. So I'm looking at a November-December release. Um, this type of music is not easily <laughs> is not easily done, so it takes longer than you know a normal song because there's so many instruments that go into it. Yes, so I'm, drums, guitar, and bass. It has the orchestra. Yeah, and and I do, and I write the parts in different sections too. So I have strings, and there's sometimes multiple string parts. Like there's a solo violin, or there's you know I have cello in one section, I have uh, viola in another section, I have string, you know, so it, it or violin in another section, and all that stuff. And then of course there's you know the woodwinds, there's the brass. You know I do a lot with. I do a lot with uh, French horns. I love French horns. So there, in these new songs, there's going to be a lot of French horn stuff. Um, there's also flutes. So I have uh, pan flute. I have you know regular alto flute stuff like that in there. Um, and then of course the choir stuff. So I've I've I have background vocal choir stuff that I put in there too. Um, that's not just so a lot of that is all done through the software. But with things like War Cries, I'm making it more than that. And then if you look, listen to The Musketeer, um, The Musketeer, I actually had a guy who is very good with background vocals do all of that for me. Very cool. Well, before we go and we talk about the collaboration plans and everything, we'll, um, since we just talked about it, let's listen to Musketeer. Sounds good. All right. God protect the kingdom. 
We just listened to Musketeers. Before we go into the collaboration plans, how was Musketeer born? Uh, that one was just, I sat in front of the piano and was just doing my normal like warm-ups and practices and stuff like that. And I kind of came up with the, the all hail um, part of it. And, and I didn't really even mean it to be the Musketeer at first. But as I started continuing to create it, I just had this really cool idea to retell the Three Musketeers from the point of view of D'Artagnan. And that's what I did. And the, like, if you listen to the lyrics, the lyrics kind of follow the Disney movie, honestly. Not so much the book, but the Disney movie, um, which I know is a little bit different than, you know, Alexander Dumas's, you know, uh, his actual written work. And I, I'm a huge fan of him, though, too. So, like, that and The Count of Monte Cristo, I'm probably going to end up doing one based on The Count of Monte Cristo at some point because of that. But I just I fell in love with the riff of this song, and then the lyrics just kind of flowed into that, and it became The Musketeer. And that's kind of how that one came about. Very cool. All right, so we've been pushing and pushing this one off. Let's talk collaborations. We got a lot to unload here, guys. So. Yes. Yes, yeah, so Nightfall was originally, well, it was originally just COVID. Um, my, I, I didn't have any of the stuff that I have near my, my keyboards and, you know, all the stuff in this music room. I had completely quit music. Completely. I had, you know, I had Naria, um, which is my original band back when they were called Even Dubs. That's where I started the symphonic metal journey. And if you actually go listen to them, um, they have the ancestors. EP that has all of the demos that I wrote with them. So go check that out. But after I left that band, my wife and I, we had our first child and she kind of was like, I want you to be a present father and I want you to be here. So let's take a back burner to the music. So I technically gave up my music career 
to be a dad. So I got a big boy job. Yeah. And I did all, I've done all this for the last, you know, 10 years. But towards the end of 2019, my wife was like, Hey, you know, why don't you, you know, you're, you haven't been you for a while. And I know it's probably because of this. You're not doing music anymore. So why don't you get yourself a keyboard and start playing again? So I did. And I started playing and then I started writing again and everything just came back. So I just, all of 2020 was just, I sat there and I was writing song after song after song or fixing songs that I had started to write 10 years ago that I just hadn't come back to for forever. So I started practicing again. Like I'd lost my chops, not going to lie, because it's been so long since I played. But I started playing again six hours. The kids would go to bed. I'd come down here and I'd play for like six hours till like two o'clock in the morning. You know, and then all of a sudden I had an entire album of songs. And I was like, what do I do with this? <laughs> so my wife's best friend's husband is Patrick. He does guitar lessons and production lessons and all that stuff at the Guitar Academy here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. So I decided to, I needed to learn production because I never did. Yeah. So I went and started taking classes with him. And he fell in love with what I was doing because each time I would go back, it would be better and better and better and better because I was production. So he was like, you know, I really like this stuff. Um, what are you planning on doing with it? And I was like, well, here's my idea. And he was like, sold. Let's do it. <laughs> so that's how I got Patrick on board. Now, Patrick does all his, his own stuff. Um, you know, he's uh, he's with the uh, Vienna Sound, uh, so sorry, the Vienna Symphonic Library. Um, so he is, uh, he's endorsed with that. Okay. So he's a, he is a, an orchestrator and composer all in his own right. So he understands what I'm trying to do. <laughs> so it was just a beautiful partnership and he is an amazing guitarist. Um, he actually had a viral video back around 2011 and uh, the forehand guitar where he did this, uh, um, little performance on YouTube with his friends and uh, it got noticed and he ended up on Leno playing Bad Romance from Lady Gaga with an acoustic guitar with two people playing the guitar at the same time. So four hands on the guitar. I think I've seen this. I mm -hmm. think I've seen this, yeah. So he did that, but then, you know, nothing really ever came of his career. So he's been in Bowling Green kind of, you know, doing his own thing, creating, you know, doing the guitar lessons, you know, but he's a huge fan of Malmsteen and 80s type music and stuff like neoclassical and all that stuff. So I was like, man, like you would be perfect to play on these songs that I'm doing. So that's how that happened. And then, you know, we we did Waiting for You. And then I went on the search for D and found her through Fiverr, which I went through about 200 people before I found her. And then I was like, what? I sent. Right. A lot of people. So I sent a message to her and was like, hey. I know, you, and she had like, you know, five star ratings and like tons of people use her and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, you're probably busy, but I would love it if you could sing this for me. And she agreed. And she agreed because it was going to push her vocal boundaries. Okay. Yep. It's higher, it's higher than she normally sings, right? So she wanted to take on, a, on that project because it would get her out of her comfort zone. Um, so she and I worked closely together. She gave me, you know, like an initial take of, you know, top notes and, you know, we just kind of, blended everything together to where it was perfect. And there you go, Waiting for You was born. And then I wanted to use her again on The Musketeer because it had some pretty... The Musketeer has some crazy vocal lines that are very fast to sing. 
Mm-hmm. And she is very good. <laughs> so that guitar, I know she follows that yes. that little guitar riff there with her boyfriend. I, I I don't remember the lyrics, but she, I was impressed with that one. I was like, whoa. The the lyric is, uh, "We will stand together. We are always and forever." Yes, but the, the, she says it faster than he just said it. Like she, right? I mean, we <laughs> listened to it, so you know, like you guys know what we're talking about. First time I heard it yeah. was in the car, my girlfriend. And we're driving down. And I said, "Oh, let let me play this band for you. Let me know what you think." And that little guitar part happened, and she sang over it. And she looked at me. She's like, "That was cool." I was like, "Right." I mean, this is like it's making my ears like happy, you know, like right. very eighties, very like you said, hair metal. And I was like, "Yes, yes, I love yep. it." Yeah, but then it has the uh, the symphonic and the, uh, the power metal vibes to it too. But like, I wanted that though. I wanted to push the boundary. Like originally, I had it slower, and then Patrick and I were like tracking it, and we're just like, no. So I, I, I we moved it up. Just I mean, it was only like five beats per per minute, but it was enough to make it so that it was something even bigger, different. You know, something that that you didn't hear before. Like I don't, I've never heard a song that has a, a vocal line like that sung that quickly. That's not rap music. No, no, no. You and know I'm sure that five is not a lot. Like when you think just five BPM is not, but I'm sure that changed a lot of the sound. Like if we take that, it bring it down five BPM, it'll change. A, it, it's impressive to hear her sing that fast and on key. Like and she's, she's a pro guitar. Like yeah, she's a pro. She she only did two like. She only sent me two takes. So she did it first, and she kind of tried to change the vocal line on me a little bit because it was really, really fast. And I was like, no, 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 no. Trust me. You can do this. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> and then she gave me the second take, and she nailed it. So I was just like, yes. But it was just a pleasure to work with her. She was such a great collaboration. I recommend that. She, she does all kinds of stuff on Fiverr. Go look her up. Um, I would definitely give her a plug. She was amazing to work with. She is very professional. She is, her, her vocals are like flawless, flawless. Like she always sends flawless pics. She's awesome. Her name um, is just, Wolf in case anybody wants to look her up. D-E-E, Wolf, like Wolf, W-O-L-F. Yep. Uh, check her out on Fiverr. I mean, she's being recommended right here, right now. <laughs> yep, there you go. And Patrick as well. Patrick is also on Fiverr, willing to do solos and guitar tracks for everybody too, so. Definitely look him up as well because he is an amazing guitarist. He can play, I mean, he can play things like Malmsteen note for note, okay? So he is amazing guitarist. So if you need something crazy for your song, go after Patrick too because he is worth the time. And he, I think he's not, I don't think he's that expensive. I want to say he's like 50 bucks for a solo. I mean, that's not bad at all. That's no. like, I mean, 50 bucks is usually what people pay for art for their singles. Right. Right. But you get a high quality, like he's, he's that good, you know, high quality. Yeah. That's you know, cool. you have to invest and you have to, you know, he can't do everything for free. Like, right. Well, it's that, I mean, that's all he does. He, he, he doesn't have a regular job. He does music. He teaches guitar and everything else that he does is music. That's his, so, that's his, yeah. that's his living. Yep. It's fifty dollars for a good guitar player. I mean, it's worth it. Fifty bucks. Worth it. Fifty bucks for a, a, a melt your face shred. Yeah. Let's do it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they played on my first three singles. Now 
we have Patrick is continuing to to do his business with me. Like he's my he's my partner. He's my buddy, my my partner in crime on this. Um, but we are going to be featuring a whole bunch of other musicians uh, for the rest of this album, starting with Starfall. So Starfall is in post productions and it's in the vocal the vocal stage right now, getting all the vocals done. Um, and Jessica Mercy of Anaria, my old singer from back in the day. I started talking with her again about, you know, stuff with Anaria, and I told her what I was doing as far as the project goes, and she was like, hey, if you need me, I'm here. And I was like, okay. And what was funny is, is when I first started rewriting songs in 2020, the first two that I wrote were very much like I was still in Anaria or even Zethos was what we called ourselves back then. So they were literally written with her voice in mind. I told her to go check out my demos folder. I had like 20 songs in there. And the two that she said that she wanted to sing on were the two that were literally written for her. I didn't tell her. It's just she knows that's her style, that's her that's her vocals, that, you know. Right. I didn't tell her. But literally the two that she chose, I had written with her voice in mind, straight up. And so I was like, okay, it's meant to be. So I started to work pretty heavily on Starfall. Patrick and I actually finished that one a couple of months ago. Um, but it, it became a big collaboration project because Jessica was going to sing that one. And then I thought it would be really, really cool because the other person that used to write the music with us back in the old days, Todd Miller, um, he hasn't done music in a long time. So I contacted him and said, hey, it's been a while. And I was like, how would you feel about doing this? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, dude, I'm down. And um, I wanted to give him I wanted to give him a chance to do it. Now, Todd has MS, um, which is one of the reasons why he stepped back from music is that, you know, eventually he's going to have a hard time playing anything. Yeah. So while he's still healthy, I wanted to bring him in on this project. And, you know, there's even a chance that we might even redo a couple of the originals from way back in the day at a later time. But maybe we're not sure yet. It might happen. But um He's going to be playing a rhythm track for Starfall. Patrick's already got his stuff and his solos and leads and stuff done. So Jessica is now singing, uh, doing the vocals and, and Jessica likes to do harmonies. So there'll be some, there'll be some fun stuff in there for that song. And I love that song. It's one of my favorites that I've written. Um, so I can't wait to unveil Starfall for everybody once it's completely done. So that's the next one. Now we also are going to be doing, uh, War Cries. So let's talk about War Cries. So Warcrest is my big project. It is a fantastic song, and it is going to feature a bunch of people. <laughs> Yours truly as well. <laughs> you need your army there. You need the. You I need, need my army. Voices, absolutely. So again, the idea behind that song, um, you know, after it started to come together, um, you know, the the warrior chant. That's kind of like the, you know, the pre-battle. We're about to go into battle, you know. I could hire somebody to do the voice like a million times and it could sound cool, but wouldn't it be cool if it was more authentic and we had a whole bunch of people singing it? And then with everything that was going on with the indie community at the time, I was like, man, it would be really cool to get a whole bunch of people that I've been networking you know, networking with, talking with, becoming friendly with, to be just like part of this. Yeah. Um, so I came up with the idea. I spent eight hours creating that video, by the way. Wow. 
<laughs> video, man. I, you know, like it gives you the mood. It gives you the the feeling. Right. Songs. So. Right. And you know, I worked hard. If you would have just did a post, um, uh, I'm looking for backup singers. I mean, some people would have answered, but you put that video, and then people are like, Ooh, "What are we doing?" Right. Shows them. It shows them what it's gonna. And, and I did a few of the vocals myself, and I layered myself a couple of times to show them kind of what I'm looking for. Um, for that, to, to let them know this is going to be this really cool chant. People were like, do you, do you want female voices? I was like, I want everything. The Vikings didn't just fight men. It, I mean, it was, you had the shield maidens and all that stuff. So yeah, I want a full sounding choir to be part of, of War Cries. Um, but then I also, you know, I like female vocalists. So I originally thought to do this song with a guy. Originally. Okay. Then I met someone through some contacts. And her name is Stephanie Keo. And she is amazing. Yeah. So she was referred to me by a friend of mine that I've become friends with uh, from Crown Solace, Pete Rockcliffe. And uh, Pete, they're both from the UK. And I found Pete because of a band called Woods of Wonders. So I became friends with um, Charlene. Um, and, and, uh, Gideon. And they did Woods of Wonders, which is a very interesting album. It's, it's a, it's almost, it's like a theater production. Literally. It's like a progressive. They, they, like, they even have people that are acting. Like, some of the songs have, like, spoken acting lines where they're telling a full story. It's like a, like a radio, um, like back when they used to do those radio stories way back in the day. So, and it's power metal, symphonic power metal too. So it's like, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's not for everybody, but you know, but it's really, really, really cool. It's different. I've, I've not seen anything like it, honestly. Um, it's a metal opera, basically. So I, I was, I became part of this power symphonic metal group and stuff like that. And I posted my music and they reached out to me and they were so welcoming. Like all the people in that group were just like so awesome, just great, awesome people. Everybody that was part of it. Um, and they told me, you know, if I ever needed any help with anything, hit them up, blah, blah, blah. So I started, you know, talking with them about things. And I, um, when I posted Invincible, Pete, uh, they shared that on their personal Facebooks. And Pete found me that, that way. And he loves Pat Benatar, so he loved the cover. And I heard Crown's Falls. Now, Pete is a soprano. Okay. Operatic soprano. Ow. When I heard his voice... I was like, you are doing something with me on this project. <laughs> I'm not giving I was like, there's, you're doing it. There's, there's no way. And I shared with him some of the demos that I had and he, and he signed on and he was like, I want, yes, I definitely want to be part of this project. Man. This, this is awesome. So we've been talking back and forth, you know, for like a month and a half now. Um, I, I, he's, he's a, he's awesome. I love him to death. Um, and then he, told me about Stephanie and I started emailing back and forth with Stephanie and I shared with her, you know, the demos folder and she got a hold of War Cries. I had, I had her in mind for a different song, honestly. And then she recorded a demo of what she thought, you know, the, the melodies and the, and the vocal lines should be for War Cries and she blew me away. So that's why she ended up becoming the lead singer of War Cries. So I want to announce the involvement. Now these are some people that I have not, announced prior to this moment. So I want to announce the involvement of Stephanie Keough and Pete Rockcliffe 
to the Nightfall community. Um, they are both fantastic, fantastic vocalists. If you have not heard them, go look at Crown Solace. And for Stephanie, she has her YouTube channel where she does one-take um, vocals on songs and stuff like that, but she's also one of the singers of a band called Nergard. N-E-R-G-A-R-D. Oh, and she, oh, for sure. After this, she is the jack of all trades vocalist. Okay, she can sing from almost any style. She can even growl and scream, all that stuff. She is amazing. Go check her out. So she and I have been going back and forth with you know how we want the the lead vocals of Warcry's to sound, um, and we're almost there. We're almost there. We kind of I think we have all the lyrics and and all of the uh, the vocal lines done. So now she's it's just she needs to record it. Um, and then we will be able to start sending that out to the people that are going to be helping us with the work chat. And then how that one will. How many people have messaged you? Um, I, can't, you know, I don't know the exact amount, but it was like somewhere between like 15 and 20 different. And, and, and some of them were saying that they have more than one person, like yeah. part of the band that, that would want to do it. So I would say that as far as vocal takes are going to be, uh, I, I would say somewhere around 15 to 20 different, different styles of vocal and people that are going to help make it up. And then of course I'll probably like, as we're working on it, you know, if anybody else messages me, I'm sure I'll just be like, Hey, yeah, just give us a take. Here it is. Blah, 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 boom, boom, boom. Um, but once that's done, then I get the fun task of cutting all of that together. <laughs> I just, I just made a ton more work for myself, but it's going to be worth it when it's all done. It's going to be so <laughs> to hear all the, and I know I shared it. And some people were messaging me saying, well, I can't really sing. It doesn't matter. It's a war cry. When you get all those voices together, you don't hear. It's like, you know, you go to school, uh, you know, the kids, they have their little shows there and they sing yep. sometimes. You you can't hear the bad kids that can't sing. And they know my, my kid, you know, my kid doesn't um, even sing. She just stands there and goes. <laughs> 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 well, well, she you know, the other thing is, is we have this beautiful technology called pitch correction, too. So <laughs> yes. I can make, I mean, if I really wanted to, I could make the worst singer sound like the best singer. <laughs> you, big, you know, those big voices there. That's what I was telling the guys. I said, you know, you, the big Viking voices, you know, like. Yep. And, and, you, and you know what? I actually kind of want a couple of growlers um to fill that out too so like i want a, a bunch of different vocal styles so i want you know some nice female vocals um some shield maiden yelling vocals like you know you know pow, pow, in in the high shield maiden war cry type of thing so like i want a little bit of everything because again i want to try and, and get some authenticity feeling to it um because the, you would have a whole bunch of people yelling in different intonations you know during a battle you got people that have high voices, low voices, in between, female, high female, low female. Um, Frenzy, clean, and everything. You need all right. that. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a song. I can't wait. <laughs> I honestly can't wait for it. I, I, I wish you share. It. I, I wish I could share what uh, Stephanie has been doing, but I want that to be a surprise. <laughs> so. It's a good idea. Keep it a surprise. I mean, it, it's going to be such a, it's a, such a fun project. It's so, uh, it's nice that you included the community. Like you said, you could have took one or yeah. two people and just took their voices and changed the pitch and, you know, but instead. And that's just the vocals. Yep. And that's just the vocals. Um, so another collaborator on this song 
is a my oldest friend in the entire world. His name is Josh Pidium. He is a guitarist. He is a very interesting human being. He is my favorite human being on this planet. Um, so he has a disease that is commonly known as brittle bones disease. So he basically has lived his entire life in a wheelchair. Okay. He is my best friend of 23 plus years. I've known him since, since we were kids. And um, our families are intertwined even further than that. My mother was a school teacher. She had his mother when she was young and in the fourth grade. She had his aunt when she was young and in the fourth grade, had his sister. So my mother taught most of his family on top of everything else. Um, so we've been friends for a long time. But he is a phenomenal guitarist. You would not think it. And it's my favorite thing on the face of the planet when, when he would go do live shows and he would wheel his wheelchair up there and, you know, I'd put the guitar around him, strap him in, put his pedal on his, you know, wheelchair and stuff like that. So he was ready to go. And, you know, you hear people from the crowd going, what is this? And, and they would all, some of it was kind of, you know, made me want to punch him in the face because of the things they were saying about it. Yeah. You know, like one dude, one dude, I remember distinctively the worst one was, it's just, you know, some guy like kind of said really loud, is this a make a wish thing? And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I was like, I was like, you know what? Why don't you just let him play? He's going to yeah, shred like, your face off, and then you're going right. to be like, oh, I right. feel stupid. And then that's what happened every single time. Like, he would get up he would get up there, and he would start playing, and rocked everybody's socks off. Like, everyone was like, how? How can this little dude that should not be able to do this do this? And I'm like, that's because when you have the willpower to do something and you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything no matter what adversity you have. So yep. he has been a, a design on my life. He has been, you know, the person that inspires me for a good chunk of my life to keep pushing forward, to keep, you know, trying to overcome any adversity that is put in front of me because he's been able to do what he's been able to do with sure not that to compare with other people, but when you look at somebody like him, you can't help but get inspired to get, you know, right. like it's right. amazing. Right. And he is absolutely amazing. And you know what? He goes through a lot. You know, when he was born, he had 14 broken bones when he was born as a baby, right? You know, He's broken every bone in his body, and, and at one point in time, you could shake his hand too hard, and you would snap his arm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and I, and, and unfortunately, a lot of music venues do not have a lot of good handicap um, access. No. So I have had to literally carry him like a child to get him to like a instead of his uh, electronic wheelchair to get to like a manual wheelchair to get get him up on a stage because they had no other way of doing it. Eventually, we got we got guys that you know a whole bunch of guys um, because like the biker the biker groups the motorcycle clubs and stuff like that really loved him like just they they love him so they would always come to the shows and they would always help me lift his actual wheelchair which is like a you know five six hundred pounds actual wheelchair up onto the stage so that he could have full access of everything that he needed right so it was just again he's just an inspiration and he is very much a fighter. Very much, okay, to the point where that's his, you know, that's his faith. That's, you know, he's, he's a Norse pagan, and, you know, that's what he does. So when I told him that I was doing this song, he was like, I'm, I'm doing it. You can't tell me I'm not doing it. I'm doing it. I was like, dude, I knew you were going to want to, so of course you're going to get a chance to do it. So he's going to be playing um, on Warcraft, and that's 
that's pretty much all the people that are going to be working on that song. And then um, Stephanie is going to be working with me on a couple more. Pete's going to be working with me on a couple. Um, and there's still room. There's still room for more. There's still room for more. I've contacted a couple of other people and I'm hoping to hear back from um, that I think would be perfect for certain things that we have going on. Um, Jessica is going to be doing another song later called Farewell, which is my my exit track on the album before the cover of Invincible. Um, Farewell is about eight minutes long. It's a long one. But it is. it starts off as a ballad. Okay. And it progresses to this full symphonic interlude and then comes back to the ballad. And the song is very special to me because it is the one that I wrote for my mom. And it's for all the other people that I've lost in the last few years. Because I've lost about 13 people in five years. Wow. Including my father, my mother, a couple of aunts and uncles, a few friends, a mentor, all that stuff. So it's been a lot. But I wrote Farewell from my mom, and it is basically, it's the stages of grief. That's literally what the song, musically, that's the emotion that goes from start to finish on that song, is it's the stages of grief. You know, everything from anger to acceptance, you know, and everything in between. And that's the, and when you listen to that song, you'll actually hear that flow. You'll hear that. Um, but Jessica, again, she, she knew that I wrote that one for her, for her voice. So she uh, is going to be singing that one. Um, and then I think that's it for now. Again, I'm waiting to hear back from a couple more people and we'll announce those later. I mean, that's already, like you said, that's a lot of work, just the war cry with putting 20 voices on there. And that's right. just the, the feature voices. You still have to fix all the vocals. You have to fix all the instruments, all the, I mean, you got your work cut out, but it's going to be, I think you're going to awesome. be really proud of that project when it's all said and done. I think it's, uh, and at the same time, everybody that's going to be part of it is going to be like excited to hear the, the results and the, you know, I'm excited. I've been excited since day one. I mean, I saw it and I was like, Ooh, I'm pagan. I'm not Norse pagan, but I am pagan. So for me, I was like, a war cry? Hold on a second. I like this. And I shared it yeah. with my friends and, you know, then I saw the community sharing it too. The community's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I say it every episode. These guys, these girls are amazing. So that's it for collaborations. For now, anyways, like you said, you. Yeah. More to come. More to come. Awesome. Do you regret any sacrifices you had to make? I regret stopping music. That's, that's honestly the regret that I have. It's not so much that I regret sacrificing the things that I have to follow my dreams. I wish that I had realized that I could have continued playing during my hiatus. But. It made for a lot of good. Mid- so I don't know. I don't know if I regret it because everything happens for a reason. And I believe that, you know, so it's almost like that had to happen to get me to where I am now, because I've worked so hard these last couple of years that I'm a consistently better musician than I was back in like 2012. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I feel that because I also took a break from music at one point. I took a break from singing. I completely stopped singing. 
And um, my girlfriend back then, my ex, was like, why don't you start again? A bit right. like you. She was like, you're kind of like, you're there, but you're not there. You're not who, you know, who you were. You're not. I used to be at karaoke bars every weekend singing and stopped, stopped everything. And uh, now I'm back into the podcast. I'm back into the music. Like I have my setup literally right here to sing, boarding for a bunch of people that are like, hey, I want to feature you. I want to feature you. So I'm like, I'm really happy to get back into music and really get back into music. What's the best I, piece of advice a musician ever gave you? Never give up. You know, it's, um, this was probably, uh, when did they come? It was 2007. I had a, I had a, a, a VIP ticket to go see Nightwish with uh, Floor back in like 2017 at the Marathon Music Works in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, originally I was supposed to have someone go with me, but they bailed and I almost didn't go. But I was like, screw it. You know, I haven't seen them with Floor yet, so I want, I got to do this. So I went and um, the VIP was awesome. So, you know, I ended up having a good 10 minutes with Marco. Um, you know, it was in between a couple of things and the VIPs were there. It was before, you know, the general population comes in, the general mission and stuff. And he's like, you know, he asked me, he's like, you know, how long have you, you know, followed us? And I said, uh, honestly, man, I've been a fan since like 2000, the year 2000. And I've been to nine Nightwish shows. This will be, this will be my 10th Nightwish show. And, and for an American, he was kind of, he, that took him, that took him back. And he, and he just, you know, he thanked me for, you know, being so supportive of the band and, and the dream. And I said, well, it's my dream too. You know, I love symphonic metal. I love the symphony work. I love what you guys do. And this is what I want to do. So like, you know, I would, I, I just want to keep time. And he said, never give up. He's like, you love something. You love something. Don't give up. Keep going. You got this, man. Like that was, that was from him. And that, that was when I really started thinking about getting back into it because I went to that show and I was like, this is really what I want to do. Like, I don't want to be working, you know, my day job or for Verizon. I don't want to be working for my, for my day job. I run a sales team. You know, I love that. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's, it's allowed me to do all the things that I'm doing right now. So I, I'm, you know, very grateful for the opportunity that I have with my big boy job, but man, would it just be cool to make a living, you know, a good living doing this. Right. So when he said never give up, that's when I really started thinking about it again. And then fast forward a little bit later, my wife went to a night, which show with me like the year after. And I I looked at her and I said, see, and you know, shortly after that, she was like, this is what you should do. Mm -hmm. Well, especially those bands, uh, Back then, we didn't have TikTok. We didn't have... So right. there was no instant fame. When you had fame, when you made it, it's because you worked your ass off to get there. Right. Now, I mean, you're lucky you get on TikTok, you sing for 30 seconds, and if somebody likes, you're good. Yeah. Then you're everywhere. You have an album. You have a record deal. It unfortunately, doesn't work for all of us. But back then, that didn't happen. You had to push. You had to keep at it. You. Yeah. And that's a very good, very good uh, advice. I mean, never get up, not never give up on on anything, not just music. Just push, don't give up. I mean, Something's look, gonna happen. Look, 
look at where they started, you know, and, and where they where they ended up, and all the work they put in to become as popular as they. I mean, it didn't happen overnight. No, it took it took like twelve years before people really started to mainstream Nightwish. Well, the 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 type. I don't think the pe- the people were ready for the orchestra, no. symphonic, metal. I don't think people were ready for that. No, but then Metallica did it with their S and M album, and people started to get ready for it. They needed a big name to be able to push it so that they could be like, hey, look at us. And now they're the big name, and they're the ones that everybody aspires to. Yep. And you're here going, hey, look at us. Hey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where do you find inspiration? I know we talked about, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the musketeers, the, you know, where your inspiration comes from. But other than that, where do you get inspired for your lyrics? It's all emotion. I mean... It starts with the music. So, like, if I'm angry, I'll write something. If I'm sad, I'll write something. The music is more than just the notes and the lyrics. It's the emotion behind it. You know, so when I'm writing, it's usually got some form of emotion behind the music. And then the lyrics just kind of come afterwards. Sometimes it'll start with an idea for, like, a chorus where I'll get something in my head, a few words, like the pound, pound, hit the ground, like that. That's what drove Warcraft. But a lot of times it's a, just a musical riff that I build off of. And I just, I'll sit here with this piano, which is my practice piano, basically where I just play. I just let myself go, close my eyes, and I just feel what I'm playing. And then once I've got something down, I'll practice it. I'll keep moving it. I'll keep fine tuning it. Like the, if you listen, if you ever listen to the original version of stuff, which I made, I may do something special, like with a Patreon or something like that in the future, um, where you can hear like the original demo. Oh wow! And and it shows how where it I progressed. From, yeah. Right, yeah. how it progressed because the 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 original version barely never sounds like the finished product that I start with. So it it, it takes on a life of its own as I start going through the process. So I get the the idea down, and it's all emotion based, and then I put it into my computer here and then I use my M audio and I start creating orchestration. I start creating, you know, more stuff, but it always starts as a piano. Always starts as a piano. I had another guest on the podcast, Avi, and Avi's the same way. It starts with the piano. Takes his piano, he writes something up and then everything comes. Uh, But like we said, during mental health week, uh, music's an outlet. So music is an outlet for you, too, as what you said right now, anger, sad. um. It it keeps me leveled. Yeah. It does, because, you know, with with how, like you said, mental health, listen, it's a struggle. You know, it is a struggle. Um, It's a struggle for me daily. I'm a survivor. So as a teenager, I I was a bully badly. And every day is a struggle because I went through all of that, and when I was about 15 years old, I attempted to, to take my own life. Um, that's not something that goes away. No. You know, so I lean into the love that my children have for me, the love that I have for them, my wife, the love that she has for me, vice versa. So I, I lean into love. That's, I, it sounds cliche, but love is a huge part of grounding yourself. But the music takes that and does even more for me. So if I'm frustrations on your wife and your kids, but you could sit there at your piano and play angry. You know what I mean? You can play sad. Like you said, it's emotion. You get it out. 
It's, yeah. it, you're you're using it as an outlet to make sure that you're not going inwards on yourself because it's very easy to go inward on yourself and and find that depression again and start feeling that way, right? You know, suicide awareness is something that is absolutely a huge thing for me. Going through what I've gone through, I push that. You know, suicide awareness month is also a big thing for me. So when you know when stuff like that comes out, I'm always posting things like that because it's it's a huge thing. And I know so many people that have taken their I know people that have done drug overdoses because they can't cope, right? There's a, there's a better way. There's a better way. And, you know, one of the questions that you had on there that I chose to, and I'm actually just going to segue into it because it segues right into it, is, you know, how, you know, describe how music and art is important to society. That was one of the questions that you, that you had on your, your list. It is extremely important because now you have actual people that are learning music for therapy. Music is used in a branch of medicine for therapy. People need to realize that our arts programs need to be funded. The kids need to be encouraged to play instruments. We live in a time now where it is very easy to bully somebody, cyberbullying, all that stuff. It's very easy to go a bad way, right? Positivity creates positivity. Music is nothing but positive. There is no negativity in music, regardless of what anyone says. I don't care if you're screaming, rapping, singing, musicals, metal, pop. It's an outlet. Yes. Use it. Yes, absolutely. The way they they want to cut the foundings for, for for the art programs and stuff like that. Right. We had it rough as kids. I got bullied a lot in high school. I got bullied a lot in preschool, even. Uh, I was yep. a big girl. And they all laughed at me because of it um, and all kinds of other stuff. I got bullied as an adult yeah. online. And then it got me thinking, these kids go to school. Have it so much worse. They get bullied. They come back home. They get bullied online. It yep. doesn't stop for them. It doesn't. I fear for that generation. I fear for my own kids because I already see it happening yep. at their school, you know, kindergarten age first grade, second grade, third grade, it's already happening again. And I see my, my son is a high-functioning autistic. And, you know, so he doesn't view things the same as some people do. So because of that, he's very sensitive. And if someone really makes fun of him, he cries. And now they're doing the crybaby thing. And, like, there was one incident where he got... Crying, and then it's... It spirals. And there was one incident where a kid even kicked him in the face. You know, so... Show your kids that it's not okay to bully. Be involved in your kids' lives. Be involved in what they're doing on the internet. Right. But music. Yes. Let's go back to that because my oldest loves playing the recorder. Okay. I hate the sound of the recorder. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie. But I love the sound of the Irish tin whistle. So because he loves playing the recorder, now I can give him the Irish tin whistle and we are learning how to play that together. He comes downstairs and plays on the drums. My youngest loves musical theater already. Like his favorite movie is The Greatest Showman. Wow. We bought him the hat, bought him the hat, the outfit and everything. And he'll sit and do all the dances and he'll sing all the songs. And he's actually a pretty good singer for a five-year-old. I'm usually pretty critical about vocals. <laughs> he's he's got natural talent for vocals. Like he's if he works on that, he will actually be a good vocalist. Yeah, my daughter loves dancing. So like the arts programs, you know, theater, dance, music, all of that goes hand in hand with each other. And we cannot take that away from this generation 
So I still fight tooth and nail to make sure that we have those programs. So I love the fact that they want to get involved. My daughter's going to be taking like hip hop dance classes and, um, and, and even contemporary ballet classes uh, this, this summer. So I'm so happy for that, that she's doing that. And then, you know, so I, I love getting them involved in the music. And my youngest loves what I'm like. Like, yeah, like we'll, we'll go into the car and he'll ask me to play the Musketeer and he will sing the all hail. Yeah, he sings, he sings with it. He absolutely loves it. He's, he's like my biggest fan when it comes to the music stuff because he's always the one that asks me to play music that I've written. Um, instead of just like the other stuff, my daughter's more of, you know, pop and all that jazz. So she doesn't care so much for what I do. She supports me, but she doesn't care so much for the music itself. But he does. He absolutely adores it and thinks it's fantastic. So. Oh, music is important. Like my, my, my oldest uh, was getting bullied at school this year. She was going through a rough time and um, she's in band and she's going to have a chance to get marching band. She's going to, but then she was talking to me three months ago. Can I be homeschooled? I said, I, I don't mind me and her mom. We talked about it. I said, listen, if she's really, if school is really making her depressed like that, I have a problem of homeschooling her, but we need to talk. Right. I said, you know that there's no more band. Eh? If you get homeschooled, you can't play music anymore. And it stayed in her head and it stayed in her head. And about two weeks ago, she said, I don't want to be homeschooled. I have a chance to do marching band and everything. So music is keeping Did that. Yep. Anything else? Music. So That's it right there. Programs, we need them for the kids. Yeah, we, we do. You know, that's a great story. You know, um, I did choir. I did musical theater, you know, and I had a lot of friends. It, it sucked because all the people that didn't do that type of thing were the ones that made fun of me, right? Yeah. You know, because I, I, this was back, you know, what, 1997, 98, 99, 2000, right? So 2001. So I was doing all the, the musical theater shows, you know, so like, you know, Guys and Dolls, Joseph is basically. Like I was doing all of these shows, but because I'm getting up on stage singing and dancing, like it, the bullying from the people that don't do drama was that much more. Yeah. You know, I know what it's like to, you know, I was at Catholic school. If you can even imagine that. So on top of that, the, 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 the stigma of doing theater and being gay mm-hmm. was a huge thing at that point in time. I was straight, but I got treated just like, the gay people of that yeah. era. And so I know exactly what it was like to be that, which is the reason why I've always been like the best of friends to the, to the community. You know, all my best friends growing up were either gay or girls. I very rarely had any kind of relationship with a guy because they were chauvinistic and they were just assholes. And I just, I didn't want to have anything to do with them. Yeah. So, but because of that, I was labeled and, you know, queen Keith, I had to go through all of that. Um, Queen, uh, it was Queen Keith, but then it was Queen Queef. There was that one too. Um, so, right, it, it was it was all the time, you know. So now, what's cool is a lot of that ha- that stigma has changed over the last twenty years. So people doing theater, people doing acting, people like because they've seen people like Chris Evans playing Captain America, for example. You know, or Hugh Jackman doing Broadway shows, but also being Wolverine, right? Johnny Depp being in um, 
any any of the musicals he's played, Cry Baby and name them. Yep. You know? Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. But he also It's cool. He also cool. Right. It's cool. It's cool now. So we went through that stigma. We had to go through that. There's different ways to bully people now, but at least now at least now music can be used in a much different fashion than it was back there. Theater can be used in a much different fashion. And it promotes self mental health. And that's what I care about. And that's why I want them to be involved in that type, those types of programs is because it will help them cope. It will help them get through. They won't have to go through some of the same experiences that you and I had to go through because it was a different talk. Yep. So yep. music, Absolutely. music is the best. Music is saving lives every day. I mean, there's, yep. something. So there's one question that you didn't pick, but I do ask that question at every end of every interview because I, okay. except one, because my guests were 15, 16, 20 years old. So I was like, hmm. So I asked them a different question. But for you, before we go and listen to your final song, Invincible, what advice would you give yourself as a kid? If you get to sit down with little Keith right now and talk to him. It's going to be okay. Now, there was that, that period of time where I didn't, I mean, I tried, right? So because I tried, I I'd given up with life. So if I could say anything, it would be, it's going to be okay. And you're here right now. You know, you're, yep. you're stronger. You have your kids. You have your wife. Um, there's a reason why nothing happened back then when you tried. Uh, and I'm glad that you're here. Um, I don't think anybody deserves to be bullied to the point where, just like you, they're thinking, I'm done. How does a 15-year-old kid think I'm done? It, it, we shouldn't get there. We shouldn't get there. It shouldn't. should so, never be that way. I'm going to tell you I'm sorry for all these bastards that made your kid, like, made your life miserable as a kid. Uh, I'm glad to have you here with us. We just had mental health week last week, so it's, you know, it's right again. It, it's home. It's, you know, like, uh, yeah. but uh, I'm glad that you're here and you're here to talk about it and, you know, show the love and the kindness, like you said. Um, you're raising three Thank kids you. to be kind show love and love usually wins yes it does it does we got to keep pushing those kids to be kind and to be understanding of other people yeah um, and, and to not see anything but one thing you know that's the other thing that i've seen so much of that is, is the bigotry and the hatred and stuff like that um throughout the years and what i try to teach them is is that we all are the doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what. We are all the same. We bleed red. Period. Yep, we bleed red. We all do. No matter we what all do. we are, sexual orientations, religion, we it all do matter. the same. Yep. It doesn't matter. You don't have to you don't have to believe the same thing. You don't have to have the same opinions. As long as there is love, as long as you care about, you know, the people that are in your life and as long as you treat them fairly justly with chivalry, you know, there's that there's that knight theme again. Right. So that honor, that honor, that chivalry and stuff like that. If you live your life that way, this world will be better for it. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful message to pass on to 
the next generations and the ones after that, because we have to think that we're molding our kids to be the next generation, but also to build the generation after. Correct. Thank you so much, Keith, for being here today. And thank you for having me. An open book. Um, Thank you for using the platform to say what you need to say. Before we go, let's talk a bit about Invincible, because I'll just let it play out and the show will end. So Pat Pat Benatar, um, she has always been one of my favorites. She's she's had so many so many great songs, but it's not even just her. The people who wrote the song, um, you know, so that's Holly Knight and Simon Climey. Um, Holly Knight is, I mean, she is she is a beast of a songwriter, and she's done some you know pretty pretty famous songs like Warrior and and uh, simply the best like the best from Tina Turner. Um, so she she's had some major hits, and, and Invincible was one of those hits. Now the song was written for the movie The Legend of Billie Jean, um, which I never saw in the eighties. So that that movie came out in eighty five. I was two years old. Um, <laughs> I randomly caught that movie late night TBS, like mid nineteen nineties, like ninety five, ninety six, and I had never heard Invincible. Of course, I had heard some of other Pat songs like Hit Me with Your Best Shot, but I had never heard Invincible. So when that Invincible theme kept playing throughout the movie. I'm like, what is this song? And I'm like, why? I just this. I just love the the hook in this song, you know. And forever, I've just I've listened to that song. It's one of my all time favorites. And when I started doing the symphonic metal stuff with Even Ethos back in 2008, um, I think is what it was. I thought that Invincible would make an amazing symphonic metal song. Of course, the other people in the band at the time were like, no, another song of Pat Benatar's called Outlaw Blues would make the best cover, so we should do that one. So I got overruled on Invincible. But me and Jess, you know, Jessica, she always thought that it would be a good one as well. Um, we Another one was Alone uh, by Heart. Those yes. were the two that, that we were throwing around. Well, Jessica decided to do Alone. With an aria, so they came up with a you know a version of Alone for for their band. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do Invincible, and I just played around with it, and I played around with the software and figured out you know the best the best way to kind of do it. I even rewrote a little bit of it just to make it more modernized, but I wanted it to have the same feel as the original, which I do feel like I captured all of that, even though I have like a little, little extra riff. That adds, I think the riff that I added adds more to the song. It makes it even more metal. You know, it's, it's, you have to kind of mold it to what you're doing. You can't just. Right. Right. So I feel like it added a little bit more and made it even more upbeat than the original was. And then of course, D, D's got that voice, you know, and I knew that she could, should do, could do Pat Benatar justice. You know, she's got that strong, powerful vocal. Um, so again, two takes. She sent me the initial version. I swear, she's, she's, she's amazing. So two takes. She sent me the original version. She was really busy at the time too. So, um, Invincible could have come out like December, but the first take that she gave me, there was just a few things that I'm just like, I could, it was flaw, vocals wise, it was flawless. But, I wanted a couple of very specific things. Like when you work with me, you'll find that as a producer, I'm not going to settle for anything. I will not. 
That's good. I won't do it. A lot of bands do that. They settle. They get the, all right, I think this is good enough. No, no, I don't want good enough. I want, I can't say perfect because there is no such thing as perfect. You want your vision. You want, I want, mm -hmm. I set the bar here. I'm going to hit this. Yeah. Okay. That's what I do. So anybody that works with me knows that if you send me a performance and if there's something that, you know, that needs to be changed, don't take it personally. You know, this is what I do. So I sent that to her and I was like, look, your vocal performance was absolutely flawless. However, this is what I was thinking for here, here, and here. Can you do this? And she's like, I'm in the process of recording an entire album for another band, but as soon as that's done, I will give you your revisions. Awesome. I'm perfectly happy to wait. So I waited. I waited uh, till she gave me the vocals at the end of February, and I started, um, you know, hyping up Invincible and yeah. stuff at that point in time and I released it late late in March so I could at least have like 20, 30 days of just like hyping it up before it came out. Which oh. worked because oh. Oh. Mm -hmm. which which did work because we did hit the algorithm. Um the algorithm hit, we ended up some I don't even know who this person was, but they caught you know, they caught the song somewhere and they added it to like this huge like seventies, eighties rock playlist on there that it gets like I mean I think we're almost at like twenty five thousand hits Very on, nice. on Invincible because it hit that it hit that playlist, and then a few other people added it to some playlists that were not like of the norm either. Like I was on like a couple of BBC ones, and like it, it hit it hit a few different places where I was like, "What?" Um, so I was like, "All right, this actually this worked," and everybody loves it. Like you know, and that, that that's what's important to me is if I'm going to do a cover, I want to make sure that the fans of the original artist loved what I did. And I haven't gotten any negative feedback on that cover. So that that right there is what I was looking for. That If nothing else comes of it, that makes me happy. There we go. So before, we, before I let you go, where can we find you on social media? We are pretty much everywhere. So we're on Facebook. Um, we are on Instagram. I do have a TikTok that I'm trying to figure out. I'm still figuring out the TikTok stuff. I think um, it's generation because I don't get it either. It's Twitter. I'm I'm putting videos out there. I'm putting some of them are just funny videos. Like I mean, some of the filters are cool, and I like playing around. Yeah. So yes. I'll throw out that stuff whenever I make like a video for Facebook. I'll try to make a version that will work on TikTok, so I can just put it out there. I don't have a ton of following on there, but we're on TikTok. Um, there is a band camp. Um, we also have our own website. So, you know, uh, nightfallband.com. So www.nightfallband.com. That is still under construction because we're adding, you know, more of the guest musicians and bios and stuff like that. And I'm only one person. I'm doing everything myself. Those websites are never done anyways. You always have something to update yep. and add. <laughs> right. I've got about, I've got about 10,000 things that I do as one person. So. Eventually, I'm hoping that I'll be able to get some people to help me, but at the moment, I can't afford to pay anybody. So if anybody did want to help me, hey, volunteer. There is um, a, I mean, you, you, at one point, you won't even, like, when I started the podcast, I was alone. Uh, it was me and right. Amanda, and um, she was my support. She's always been my biggest support system. And uh, then March hit, and <laughs> the emails started coming in. And then I was like, okay, I'm getting lost in my emails. I don't know what I'm doing. So Danny Rose was like, let's put a form for you. So we put a form that was easier. I was still overwhelmed. And then my Nexus team, they all came up to me, and they were like, do you need help? And I was like, are you serious? I can't pay you. Like, 
they were like, oh, we're not doing it. Hey, because we believe in what you're doing. Right. So I think I'm, I'm blessed with those people. Like they just all appeared at the same time and said, let us help you. And I was like, whoa, okay, I'm not good at delegating. Let's try to delegate stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Nope, that's that. That's my problem is, is is having to keep up with the social media and then because again, what I do is a lot, right? So being able to have that time to be able to come down here and create and being able to have someone that I trust doing the social media, answering, you know, the you know, putting posting, helping me post, someone helping me with the website and stuff like that. Doing those things would be such a great help so that I can focus on the music and pump out more of that. That's that's what I'm looking for. So if anybody. Give it a Wants to volunteer. <laughs> well, this is going to be, you know what I mean? That's what I'm, I'm right. trying to do. I'm trying to get my kids involved, even if they're small, even if they're young, you know, like if you guys right. want to get involved, the middle one is excited for the radio. So now I'm like, okay, okay. I'm trying to find, like, do I have a job that she can do, you know? They like TikTok, so like they'll, they'll record videos um, that are plugging Nightfall, you know. There you go. And, so I, I I did a couple of those I did a couple of those with my oldest because he, he thought that would be cool. Um, but yeah, that's the that's where you can find me. I'm pretty much everywhere. Um, but if you want all of the most current stuff, uh, probably Facebook, Instagram because Facebook's linked to Instagram, and then the actual website. So we Nightfall. type in Nightfall Band. Don't forget to put yep. the band part. Yep. It'll be easier to find you guys. Yep, because unfortunately the Nightfall TV show takes everything else. So, <laughs> so if you're looking for Nightfall.com, it's probably going to take you to the actual TV show. But if you do NightfallBand.com, it takes you to the music. Let's add the band there. Anyways, I'm going to put all your links in the comments of uh, the streaming, so people are going to be able to just click there and go directly to your pages. Perfect. Uh, once again, thank you so much for being here taking almost two hours to talk about Nightfall and to, you know, give me access to your music and access to your mind to know where the music comes from. Um, I'll definitely go check out all the bands you mentioned, all the singers you mentioned. Um, I'm excited to see you guys' project in the future. Thank your you. excitement brings me excitement. So, well, and I truly appreciate the platform that you're creating, too, because, you know, it's You've been very, very involved. There are some other ones that are semi-involved, but you know, with with the the indie community. But they they have so many followers, and they you know they're not as engaged because I don't maybe they just have more stuff going on. But you're very, very engaged with the community, the Discord. I know I'm I, I don't get into the Discord that often, but you know it's there when I just don't I just don't have time. It's it's it's, it's one more thing I don't have time for. So. I try to, to, to you know, at least say hello every now and again where that's concerned, but I really do appreciate the platform, though. Um, you also have a better understanding of metal. Some of these other ones are more, like, alternative rock and, like, more pop rock and stuff like that, but you have a better understanding of the metal aspect of everything, and um, that's that's also appreciated. So I love having this type of platform. I love talking about music, so it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's what we're aiming for, and we're aiming to stay like that. Uh, I have my old, like my whole team, like I told you, and I, I made a meeting, and I asked them, if you see me straying away from the message we're trying to send with the podcast, like, bring me back. Right. You know, sometimes it's easy to get a hot head or to get carried away with everything, so it's important to have some people to say, like, 
What are you right. doing now? You know, this is not our message. This is not. So I appreciate what you said. And I have to tell you that the team helps me really keep balance. So I do appreciate them a lot. Uh, but that is, thank you for being here and listening to this interview. Um, I will link all the posts. I will link everything so that way you guys can follow. Make sure you follow them to see all those beautiful projects in the future. And if anybody's in, like, everybody, if, an, if anybody <laughs> is wanting to be part of Warcry, send, uh, send Keith a message on Facebook, and I'm sure he will give you some information. Yeah. For the, uh, for the war cry, if they go and just send me a message from nightfall.com, the contact us page, that will allow me to send out the email blast to everybody at once. So I'll have the entire list of emails of people that want to do it, and I'll be able to send it out to everybody at once. We'll have to do it one by one. It's <laughs> a great Right. <laughs> right. Well, Gotta be organized. Say hi to Patrick from us and to D. Tell them that we love the music, and uh, I can't wait to hear all your future stuff. Will do. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So we're listening right now as we go out to Invincible. Mm-hmm.